Hello, and welcome to episode 21. I'm your host, Sarah Chappé. And I'm your other host, Jake Cooley. The Relatively Relatable Podcast is a weekly podcast about life, trends, and advice from two people who have no business giving it. Relatively Relatable is brought to you by Blank Slate Link. And to find out more, head to our Instagram page at Relatively Relatable Pod. 21 episodes. 21 weeks, man. Almost half a year already. That's crazy. Yeah. That is half a year almost. That is what I said, but in a different order of words. (laughs) I know, but that's crazy. (laughs) Five more weeks and it'll be half a year. That's so cute. We see each other every week. Technically, yeah. Did you ever think that we would be doing this when we were kids? Uh, I didn't think that we would survive our childhood if when we were kids. <laughs> People are going to be like um, CPS or... What's that mean? Child Protective Services. Oh, no, I thought we were going to kill each other. Yeah, Jake and I did not get along when we were younger. No. But we do now. Mm-hmm. You're my BFF. Thanks. And for anyone who listened last week, I sent the heart first on Valentine's Day. You and mom both sent me a red heart at the same time to where when I looked, I saw the notification on my watch and I thought uh, it was a group text. And then I opened and I was like, they both sent me the same red heart. At the same time? At literally the exact same time. Do, 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 do. Oh, speaking of Valentine's Day, it's I know it has nothing to do with what we were talking about this week, but <laughs> uh, since it was last week, I feel like I need to, and we talked about Valentine's Day last, didn't we? Yes. On this, on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like I need to tell a funny story about it. Please, inform us. Um, so me, being who I am, um, you know, kind of put off the whole getting a Valentine's Day card for my girlfriend until the night before. (laughs) But, you know, I thought it was fine. I I had every intention of doing it. I was not like, it was not a last second thought. It was just a last second effort. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know which is worse, (laughs) but it was not, it was not an afterthought. Uh, So I went to Target to uh, get a Valentine and a, you know a little a cute little Valentine's treat, not Aww. like a big gift, but uh, my girlfriend really likes sweets, so it's a perfect holiday for her. <laughs> um, so I went to Target and right when I walked in, I looked like I could see down like the store, the main aisle, and I was like, that girl looks familiar. And then I was like, that is my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so I quickly dipped and took a took a left turn and she didn't see me right away, I don't think. But then, uh, I needed to get out of the main aisle because I was afraid she was going to round the corner and then see me. So I went into like, just, I think I was in the makeup aisle or something like somewhere I did not belong. Yeah. And I got to the end of that aisle and turned around and she was like right there. (laughs) Um, so we had this really awkward conversation, um, of like trying to explain to each other why we were there, but without saying <laughs> why, we were, why there. we were there. The funny thing is she was also buying me a Valentine. So we <laughs> oh ran into gosh. each other doing the same thing. Uh, it was pretty hilarious. But It sounds like a sitcom. It, yeah, it felt, it felt very sitcom-y. Mm-hmm. So that, that's my story. That was a great story. Um, and then on actual Valentine's Day, we uh, went out to breakfast as planned, mm-hmm. and I left my credit card there. 
And uh, for those of you who don't know, I recently was a victim of credit card fraud. Someone I did not sto- know that. Oh, I didn't tell you this? Yeah. Someone stole my credit card number and uh, my credit card company called me a couple weeks ago and were like, we noticed some weird transactions on your account. Can you confirm there's like $300 worth of transactions from all over the country that happened within the same five minutes? And I was like, yeah, that wasn't me. So uh, I had been without my credit card for a while and I had just gotten my replacement in the mail like last weekend. And then on Friday, I uh, Friday night, I went to the liquor store to buy a bottle of wine for our um, heart-shaped pizza <laughs> dinner plans. And I was checking out, and that was when I realized, oh, my gosh, I don't have my credit card. Like, I've, <laughs> I just got it, and now I lost it, which I've never lost a card in my life before. So uh-huh. I was super mad. And naturally, you'd think, oh, just call the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Well, it was just a breakfast place, so they mm-hmm. were long closed by the yes. time. Uh, so I was in a super bad mood um, for our <laughs> Valentine's Day evening, which was a bummer. And then uh, I ended up, you know, getting my card back and it was fine. And I there was no reason for me to be all upset about it. But the way my brain works, like I can't stop thinking about something until it's resolved. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's all I could think about the whole I time. I am the exact same way. And yeah, I we, will talk about it for hours. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Lauren probably wanted to smack me. <laughs> by the end of it because I just could not like because she uh manages a restaurant and so I kept asking her like what would you do if you like what do you guys do when someone leaves a card there and I was she was like you can just go back and ask if you can look because I thought I left it in like the checkbook thing she's Uh like if it got stuck in there like I don't know you can go ask and I was like yeah but would you let some guy come just like look through all your checkbooks and she was like we we went back and forth but I sounded like a psychopath oh, no. but uh she loves me anyway so yeah <laughs> for now yes we'll see we'll see anyway that's my story that's a good it was story bad but I haven't I didn't tell you about it so I figured I'd no, tell you now those were good stories thank you for sharing with us you're welcome. <laughs> um, so if you guys haven't seen by the title of this podcast, today Jake and I are talking about goals and our wins and struggles. Kind of talked about this with our like New Year's like goal setting one. <laughs> can't yeah. Remember, can't remember the topic, the title of it. Right. But I uh, thought we would do like a, well, almost like six week checkup type thing I guess six week yeah. yeah yeah um so shall we we shall okay do you want to start um uh, <laughs> or do you want me to start I want because you have three topics and I have two so oh. if we switch off then you know yeah. it works it's it's a little bit yeah you know, yeah okay. you, don't have to, you don't have to double up on one you know okay yeah um, so we plan, we plan our talking order every time, as you guys can tell, can because tell? we always start by, do you yeah. want to go? Yeah. Um, so as everybody knows, because it's literally all I talk about, which is also funny because I talk about it constantly and there are still some people that don't know and they're like in my life, you know, there are but, people that way. Um, I, I'm convinced I had this thought the other day, actually, that there are some people who just do not make an attempt to remember things about <laughs> other people. 
I don't think like, that's what happened here for me. Oh, if they're listening, I, I've noticed this about some of my friends, oh, and yeah. I I call them out on it. So I'm I'm happy about saying this, airing <laughs> this listening. out. Is that like I get pretty annoyed when I have to remind friends about important details of my life. Yeah, multiple times. <laughs> yeah, like fundamental things about who I am, and I have to yeah. remind them about it. It gets really annoying when I'm like. Oh, yeah, you know, talking about the Iron Man, they're like, when is this again? And I'm like, June 14th. It is literally all I talk about. That's the why date I, is branded on my face. That's why I text mom to ask her when it is because I I don't ask you anymore. <laughs> yeah, I would be mad. <laughs> I would be offended. Uh, see, I know. I, I'm, that's why I don't. Because... I've got you on the Airbnb list, man. Okay, here's the thing. It's in my calendar, but I have so many things in my calendar, like April, May, Ju March, April, May, June, that I mm -hmm. get confused and I don't know which month to go to. And mm -hmm. I don't want to go through all four of those months and look at every Saturday. <laughs> well, it's also <laughs> to, on a Sunday, so you would it. never find it. I know, but it would be the, the week, you oh, know, okay, the weekend. Yeah. Okay, anyway. so yes, one of my, the biggest goal in my life right now is I'm training for an Ironman. If for some reason this is your first episode listening or you just don't know what an Ironman is, it is a triathlon. It's a type of triathlon. There are four different distances of triathlons. There's sprint, Olympic, half, and full. I'm doing the half, and um, I will swim 1.2 miles, get on my bike, bike 56 miles, and then run. 13.1 miles, all without hopefully stopping or dying or vomiting or <laughs> pooping my pants, which I've heard all of those things can happen. At least you're not disqualified <laughs> for vomiting or pooping, though. No, you're not. But they you are said, for dying. You are. I don't know if you're like a DNF if you die. I think it's just kind of like, which well, is touchy because <laughs> two people died at the the one I'm doing last year. Really? They both had heart attacks while swimming. Oh, shit. So I'm like, mm, maybe <laughs> I should How old were they? I think they were like in their 40s. Mm, you're fine. Yeah. You're um, only half that. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll have half of one. That's fine. Anyway. No one's died from half of a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. From, yeah, I don't know. So anyways, that's obviously my current goal. I've been training and embarking on this since July of 2019. I started my training. So I will have trained for almost a year come race day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of just my focus right now is that in training, I train up to nine times a week. And I was telling Stefan, I was reading my training program because if anybody knows me, you know, I don't do any research about anything. <laughs> I signed up for this Ironman without having a bike and having never ridden a road bike in my life. Mm. Like it freaked me out how small the tires were. But it is still a bike. It is, but it is different. It, it's different because you're kind of higher up. It's just a little funkier. Yeah. And then to think, oh, I need to go so fast for so far for so long. It was just like a lot. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really have proper swimwear. I had like a Walmart swimsuit that was like stretched out and like would always fall off when I swam and I didn't have like good running shoes. Yeah. But that just goes to show you don't need a lot to do something, you know? Well, and you can also acquire all those things. Which I have. 
But anyway, so I did a lot of research on like how to train as in um, like how long I should like how many months I should give myself to train for mm-hmm. things like that. So I did that research. But anyways, I was doing this. I was like, I should maybe like read through the introduction to this training program I'm following. And at the end of it, it was like, this is a training program for intermediate Ironman like athletes. Ironman. And I was like, you read, the, wait, you read the, <laughs> you read the description uh, just now. Yeah. After having done it for eight months. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what Stefan said. He's like, what? The way that your brain works, just, it, it is fascinating to me. <laughs> The I would have read the introduction to the training program long before I even signed up for the race. I mean, I looked at the workouts and I was like, okay, but ignorance is bliss. I don't, Kinda. I don't know anything about this. Well, you've been doing it for so long already that like, yeah. you know, what difference yeah. does it make? Exactly. And so, um, I re- watched a, a video of this guy who does like ultra marathons and stuff. And he said that people actually get crippled with like not like they need to like know every little detail about things and they just won't start because it will like they have to know the best yeah. shoes to have the best program to have the blah, 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 blah. So I think it's a little ca- bit. It's called analysis paralysis. Yeah, that's the word. I couldn't mm-hmm. think of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real thing because I did no research <laughs> going yeah. into it. I signed up for the race having zero idea about it and I found out that apparently the rate the bike course is one of the hardest in the world so like I'm like yeah the hardest Ironman bike courses yes no way it's the heart like one of the hardest bike courses in the no world. one of the hardest Ironman and I'm only doing half of it which is good mm-hmm. but yeah I, so. uh, I have a friend at work who's done that bike course oh really yeah he's a he does Ironman did he, have you heard anything about it from him? I asked him about it and he said that, uh, he just kind of like shrugged it off and he said, it's just different. Like they're all just different from each other. From, he said that the reason that it's so difficult is because a lot of, a lot of Ironman courses have, are either like really flat or they have mm-hmm. rolling hills, mm-hmm. but this one has like long, steep hills mm-hmm. and then a long de- descent so you never really like get the momentum of like yep. taking hills it's like a long gradual and that will those will sap you because uh if it's a long gradual grade you don't like feel the elevation mm-hmm. but you're just like constantly fighting gravity mm-hmm. slightly more than you would be mm-hmm. like normally so you're still probably mm-hmm. pushing at a pace that you would uh on a flat but you're actually like doing a lot more work because of how gravity is affecting you. Yeah. You're just like low key at an incline. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I mean, I've obviously now done a lot of research on it. And a lot of people say too, that when you're going downhill, um, you don't get the, the benefit of just coasting. Cause you have to like take a really sharp turn or something like that too, Yeah, which is not something I'm usually comfortable with. So I mean, yeah, it's just a little intimidating. So I'm kind of in that period where I'm trying to really focus my brain in because I'm 10 weeks out for the rest of my training and then I'll have six weeks of like deloading and then time mm. to like ramp, like peak again for mm-hmm. training or for the race. So so what are some of your wins and struggles? Um, my wins recently because I feel like I'm kind of just punching a brick wall with training 
<laughs> yeah. Um, my win is this last Saturday, I did a 35 mile bike ride plus a 10 minute transition run. And mm. there is a lake, um, like 30 minutes from our house that is just hills all over. It's just hilly and mm. kind of similar to the race where it's just like a mile long hill. And you're like, get to the top. You're like, okay, at least I just get to do the downhill now. And it just flattens out. And there's another hill right after mm -hmm. it. And it's like this short hill. And so you're like, okay, that's it. That's it. And then I get downhill. And you get literally a little baby downhill. And then this just mountain. It's like straight up. I swear by the end, <laughs> I was just biking straight up a wall. Mm -hmm. And I almost puked twice. And I almost cried. Yeah. And it was probably the hardest workout I've done in my living life ever compared to any workout I've ever done. There's mm. like one other workout that I can think being that lactic acid intense. And it was just like 10 minutes of wall balls straight. Mm. And yeah, so that I finished that on time, like on my race pace. Nice. And it was really rewarding because day to day, you don't really feel like training's different. Like yeah. you, it's hard to tell if you're getting better because you're just like slowly yeah. getting better. Like my training week to week doesn't jump a lot. It's like, okay, swim a thousand yards. And then the next week's like swim it, swim 1100 yards. Yeah. So it's like, I did this last week. <laughs> yeah. But then when it's like, okay, now swim 1600 yards, you're able to be like, oh, I actually, this actually is working. Yeah. So that was a big win. Um, just mentally, I was mentally really focused on my last, we did three laps around the lake. So doing my last lap, I was really focused. I mentally just like had to put myself in a place that you don't get to a lot in training, like mm. day to day. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it felt really good. I didn't sleep that night though, because my legs were so pumped <laughs> and it yeah. hurt so bad to lay still. Yeah. My back was cramped. Like it was, I'm making it sound like, it was like fun and easy. I'm like, it was like the worst thing I've ever done. It, it doesn't sound fun or easy at no. all. <laughs> it wasn't. It sounds I, miserable. I had like eight miles left and I was like, if this was race day, I would have to do another 22 miles. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of wanted to cry. Like think, and I was like, I can't think about that because I will not finish today if I do yeah. that. Um, so that was a big win. My swim times are a lot faster than I've been anticipating. So my Fridays and Saturdays are my long training days. I train twice a day on Friday, long swim, long run. And then Saturday is my long bike. And Sunday I check out of life and mm. I just foam roll and eat and sleep. Good call. And so, um, Friday I had to do a long swim and I kind of get in this place cause you know, you're lapping, you're in a lap pool. So you see mm -hmm. other people swimming and even if they're swimming faster or slower than you, you kind of want to race them. <laughs> yeah. And, I always tell myself, don't take the bait and just swim slow because uh -huh. you have like, you're buckling in. Am I boring you? No, I'm just really tired. <laughs> mm, <okay>. It's <laughs> almost my bedtime. <laughs> so anyways, um, I buckle, I, sl I try and really slow down my swim and somehow I'm just faster than I'm anticipating, nice. I guess. So I'm, yeah, my race pace is. It's not even race pace. My moderate pace is much faster than I've been planning on. And then, you know, you assume open water swimming will be a little slower just because of how mm. different it is in a pool. So that's good. It gives me wiggle room. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so that's another good one. I really like have narrow focus. I only see myself compared to yesterday or compared to last week. Yeah. But when I see how far I've come in the past seven or eight months of training and just trusting the process and trusting the training, it's pretty cool to see like what your body can do if you just give it time. Yeah. Like I think people just get so caught up in the like four week, six week programs. Mm -hmm. And if you just give yourself like a reasonable time frame, Mm -hmm. it is pretty incredible. Like I couldn't even swim a hundred yards when I started without stopping (laughs) and I will eventually do 1.2 miles. And that's, that seems doable to me in my brain right now, even though I haven't done it yet. Good. That's pretty cool. uh, I've never ridden my bike for 35 miles, so. Well, I'm doing a 40 on Saturday if you want to. I've done 30, but I've not done 35. Oh, it's only five more miles. I know, but I I ran out of places to go. <laughs> no. hey, come here, come here and do no. it with me. All my no. friends that did it with me Saturday aren't coming back to do the bike with me anymore. <laughs> I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Not with all those hills. You should come here, dude. There are so many good hills here. <sighs> go to Shawnee Mission Park and I'll show you some hills. I don't want hills. <laughs> <laughs> I rode there, uh... I did like a 30 mile, or no, it was like 25 miles with one of my friends, but we ended there and like did two laps there. And I thought I was going to die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I hate hills. It's the worst feeling ever. But I have a friend who loves them. <laughs> like I think some people get sick in the head when they are like super into endurance. Like mm-hmm. they just like love challenges. And It's I, so satisfying when you get done. Yeah, but it sucks really, 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 oh, really, really, sure. really, really bad when you're doing it. Well, and you can't stop. It's not like a run where you're like, well, I'll walk this hill. It's <laughs> yeah, you like... Can, if you, you can't really get off your bike and walk it up. No. It's too demoralizing. And it's like, I'm not going to get back on this bike. Right. Yeah. And so I watched an interview um, with someone who did the... I think the full Ironman, because they, they do a half in June and then a full in September yeah. in Madison. And they said it's similar to the Tour de France where you will see people getting off, walking up the hills, getting back on, going down the hill on their bike, getting off, walking it. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously they're doing twice of what I'm doing, but like, I'm like, I'm just going to bike out at Branch Doke every single Saturday and I'll be fine by the time I get there because I'll be like, this is nothing. You'll be pretty close. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then the last win for me is Stefan. My husband makes life incredibly easy for me to train as hard as I do and will continue to do and recover during the evenings by meal prepping for me. And he figures out all my macros for me. So, I mean, that takes a huge load off of my plate because yeah, it's one less thing to think about bandwidth, Mm -hmm. man. I'm telling you, mental bandwidth is is a thing. And when you can remove those things from your life. So nice. It really feels like, I mean, starting probably last week with training, I will enter a phase where I feel kind of like an athlete, like this is all I'm doing. And I know there's people that train and do this and like work a full-time job. And I do not know how they do it because (laughs) yeah, I work for myself and I still find it hard to like make time for it. And yeah. So to have somebody that is just trying to take the little things off, Mm. like it's just, it's just so nice to be able to like open the fridge because I have to eat so much that I don't want to eat anything. Yeah. 
um, to just have options in there and it be like measured out for me and in Tupperwares and stuff. And I don't have to think about it. It like, mm-hmm. I mean, I still really want to eat out all the time, but <laughs> yeah. it is so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So what about some of your struggles? Um, well, speaking of struggles, I have missed about a week's worth of running workouts, mm. including today's because I hate running Amen. so much. Amen. Like it just, I'm really bad at it. It's probably of the three, I have the most experience with running, Yeah, but I am the worst of the three. Mm. It was like weird, like swimming. I was like not a natural swimmer. I had a really good like groove and stroke. Mm. Biking is just kind of like there's technique, but you just kind of have to like sit in your seat and just like do it. Yeah. Um, Which I'm pretty good at doing like long workouts like that. Like every CrossFit workout, I always liked long chippers because it was just you just buckle in and do it. Yeah. But running is so mental because it's just like... Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't think anyone really enjoys it. And if you do, I think you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you like it. Well, that's what I mean. Like some people, the only part that they like about it is the challenge. Or yeah. That, that it's like, uh, like you said, it's satisfying when you finish it, you know? Yeah. But there's, I don't know. Yeah, I hate it too. <laughs> Ugh, it's just the worst. But I figure it's the one part where I can walk or like take a break. I can't really take a break in swimming or biking. So I'm like, if I walk, run every other mile and finish, like that's all that matters. Yeah. By that point. Um, but that's been my biggest struggle is making myself go run. Um, so yeah, I have to try and get three running workouts in this week and it's going to suck now that I put it off. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, another one of my struggles is that I complain about training constantly which I don't want to do because I do want to enjoy this season of training because Mm. I do know the privilege that I have of working for myself and training for something so big. Yeah. But it's also, it also sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Part of the reason I chose it is to really challenge myself and really push my dedication and my mental like aspect, like yesterday, mm. I think I always talk about how like, oh, training, you know, like blah, blah, blah. I'm doing so good. I've improved so much. Mm-hmm. But last night I had to bike. I biked Saturday. I get Sunday off and then I bike again on Mondays mm-hmm. and I cried on my bike. I did the I, on my bike trainer and like mm-hmm. watched TV while I did it. And I just cried because it's painful. You get mm-hmm. saddle sores. Yeah. <laughs> And just mentally, I was done. I was yeah. pissed off at my bike. I was like, I just did you this stupid bike ride on Saturday. And now I have to get back on here and bike for another hour. Mm-hmm. But I can't like not do them, these yeah. workouts. And right. so that's, it's hard to enjoy it. So I'm trying to be mindful of that. Yeah. Um, And then I'm having a really hard time eating enough, like I said, and drinking enough water. I went to the chiropractor on Monday and she like gives me acupuncture and she pushed on my ankle where she does a point mm. and she's like, um, are you drinking enough water? Because my thumbprint is still in your like skin. Jeez. <laughs> and I was like, mm, probably not then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like definitely not. <laughs> I remember that when I, uh, I hurt my ankle really bad in high school and wrestling. And I remember when that happened when it's a different thing, obviously, but when you're so swollen yep, and that's just like stagnant, 
fluid <laughs> like yeah. a sack full of jelly around your ankle yeah. it's so weird and that's definitely probably what's going on my body's just trying to hold on to any like liquid possible because i'm yeah. so dehydrated um so i'm really trying to focus on that this week i've upped my protein a lot which has been hard it, i mean obviously keeps you fuller so then you don't eat as much but my body's getting used to it where i'll wake up really hungry now so i know it's setting in yeah trying to drink enough water and then another big struggle that I have is my body image is horrible because mm-hmm. most endurance athletes are really slender and lean and I am not. I am yeah. not. My mom's always like, you're athletic. And I'm like, that's just like, <laughs> not like, thank you. But uh, it's like the I don't ath- know. athletic fit jeans are always like nine sizes bigger than what you need. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, I don't really want that compliment. Yeah. Even though I know she's being nice and I know I have thick thighs and a booty and on that hill, that's all I kept telling myself is like, I mean, my legs are all muscle. So, Mm. I mean, it's just, you know, you just compare yourself obviously. And like when you watch like competitive athletes or even people that are training at the Y at the same time as me, like are swimming the same amount of time, they look like endurance athletes and yeah. It's really hard when you tell people like, or when I tell people, oh yeah, I'm doing an Ironman. And they're like, they like kind of look me up and down and I'm like, okay, like, thanks Karen. (laughs) Yeah, but they're also not doing one. So (laughs) what do they know about what people are supposed to look like at an Ironman? I know. I feel like Uh, you'll be more surprised when you get there. Oh, for sure. I've watched um, a couple like recap YouTube videos of people that have went and you see just all the different body types of people that do it. Yeah. And that's like, I need to start doing that more. I need to stop watching the like elite athletes. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like when you compare yourself, like when we were in CrossFit and stuff, uh, there are, you know, like the Matt Frazier's mm-hmm. and of the world. And mm-hmm. that's one caliber. Yeah. And then there are, everyone else that still does CrossFit and can perform at a fairly high level, you know? And yeah, uh, I feel like it's easy to, to read these forums or like watch documentaries about super notable endurance athletes. And yeah, they all look the same because they have to, like, it's just, it's a byproduct of like their career. Oh, for sure. But there are, that doesn't exclude like the average people from doing yeah. Ironman races. Yeah. Like that is the majority of the folks that are doing those races. Yeah. So like it is. It's not like uh, the average body type is misrepresented. It's just misrepresented in what you see most mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah. So um, I think that's just been my hardest part. I always have that issue. I'm pretty vocal about my body image issues. And just because it's, you want to be lighter for the sport, obviously, because you're moving your own mass the entire time. Mm. But yeah, seeing all the different types of people, age ranges, body types doing it is really inspiring for me. And seeing the stories that always get me are the ones where it's like, like this one I just watched this, um, his friend had MS and he pulled her in like a boat, like a little Mm. inflatable boat during the swim, pushed her or like pulled her in a cart on the bike and then pushed her during the run and I just sob watching Mm. those and I'm like that's like what it's about it's just about like what the human body can do yeah so I'm trying to really focus on that rather because it's like 
it just sucks when you do something so awesome, like on a Saturday, you hit a great milestone workout and then you see yourself Sunday and you're like, ugh, yeah, I don't look like how I'm supposed to. And it just defeat, it just minimizes everything. Mm. So it's all I, it's all I talk about and think about. (laughs) So I could literally keep talking about it, but yeah, let's move on. Okay. Let's do it. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'll do one. So one of my big goals is just like my overall gym and body composition goals. So I know I said that, uh, and you know, if anyone goes back and listens and wants to hold me accountable to it, (laughs) I said one of my 2020 goals was to gain five pounds of muscle. Um, but ironically right now my focus is losing 10 pounds and I know Mm -hmm. that seems counterintuitive, but, uh, I wanted to get leaner before I started building more mass just because Mm -hmm. of the way, um, building mass works. Uh, you usually tend to gain a little bit of fat. So I wanted to strip some fat first and then try to focus more on gaining like strictly muscle at a lean body, body fat. So Anyway, all that to say, <laughs> <Big> deep breath. <laughs> all that to say, uh, I've been at it for, I, I technically legitimately started my cutting phase in February. So I took most of January to kind of game plan and kind of try some things out. But I, mm-hmm. uh, I basically maintained my diet during the week, but then on the weekends, like threw it all out (laughs) just because of, (laughs) just because of the way that like some events that I had in January, I didn't really want to like be doing that thing in my head where Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to enjoy them as much as I would want to, uh, which seems like a cop out. But, uh, also another reason why I started in February was because my goal was to lose 10 pounds by May 25th, which was 12 weeks from the start of February, I think. So the math just like worked out a little bit better. Um, What's May 25th? Memorial Day. Pool season? Pool season, man. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. Um, So my big win right now, even though I'm only like two and a half weeks into it technically or whatever, uh, is the science and the math seems to be working. Um, I feel like I look quite a bit leaner than when Mm -hmm. I started. Um, And the scale is trending in the right direction. And uh, surprisingly, and I'm really happy about this, my strength has not really taken a big dip as I thought it might, Um, though it's still early. Like I'm only basically a third of the way into this. So Mm -hmm. um, still got a little bit to go. But I think that is mostly a testament of like the fact that I spent so much time researching like the right way to structure Mm -hmm. my diet. Um, and just kind of the way that I'm structuring like the whole thing right now. So, um, I'm keeping my protein super high. So typically like on the internet, you'll see people say like you should eat one gram of protein per pound of body weight or per pound of lean mass, depending on what your body composition is. But, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm like super overshooting that I'm doing like one and a half grams per body pound of body weight. Um, just because like I am so afraid of losing muscle mass because mm. I've, I've done these cuts before where I've just like really limited my calories and not really thought too much about my, uh, macro composition. And I've lost, you know, 10 or 15 pounds in one go, but I felt like my body more or less looked the same. And mm. that was because it was a function of losing muscle mass muscle, and my, yeah. my strength 
really took a hit. Like my energy really took a hit. And I was just like, I was like, yeah, I'm 15 pounds lighter on the scale, but I still look soft and yeah. like now I'm just weaker. So that's always been a bummer. So I'm really happy to see that um, those things are going well for me so far anyway. Like I said, mm-hmm. it's still early, but I think I'm in the right direction. Um, my first struggle is I think I may have underestimated my total calories that I need to not die. Um, <laughs> Same. <laughs> so basically, um, typically the advice is to give yourself a 500 calorie deficit per day, um, which more or less will equal about a f- one pound of weight loss per week. Holy um, cow, that's aggressive. Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've just heard, I've heard for like the average person, a pound is a little aggressive. And I don't know if that's just the average person that's expecting to lose 20 pounds in a four to six weeks. Well, that one pound a week to lose 20 pounds does not equate to six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it would be 20 weeks. It'd be six months. <laughs> It's, it's a function, it's a function of your overall, like your current body weight, depending on your, depending on your composition. So like my starting weight was 205 pounds. So 1% is, or uh, one pound is 2% of my body weight. I don't know why you look at me like hoping, I just said that you could lose 20 pounds with one pound a week in six weeks. Which is one divided by two. Knowing exactly that that is wrong it still came out of my mouth just kidding it's half a percent (laughs) (laughs) but like look you like look at me and I'm like I just look around because I'm trying I'm hoping the numbers will show up because I'm really bad at mental math even though you're like that meme where that girl is like even though I'm a mechanical (laughs) engineer uh so anyway yeah like I'm a I'm pretty heavy I I don't know what like what the average weight of a person is but you're tall too. Doesn't that factor into it? Why? I don't know. <laughs> That's just what literally people have told me my entire life when I'm like, I'm heavy. They're like, you're tall. I'm like, you're right. It's because my bones are longer. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's the only thing I hold on to, even yeah. though I'm really not like I'm pretty average height now. <laughs> I was always tall growing up, but like yeah. everyone caught up to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really, I don't, I don't keep up with all that, but anyway, (laughs) (laughs) the standard is a 500 calorie deficit per week for most people. Um, but I've been like hovering around 800 calories or 500 calories a day. Jeez. I can't think I've been hovering around 800 calories a day. I'm pretty sure. Like I went back and recalculated all my stuff and based on like my current composition and how much I train, um, I think my like maintenance calories are like around 3,500 calories a day and I'm eating like 2,200 calories a day, 2,300 calories a day. Holy cow. You eat 3,500 calories a day? No, I'm supposed to. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Here's what I normally do. So I stay fairly lean year round and it's because I eat uh, very strict during the week and I maintain a pretty steep deficit like this during the week but then on the weekends I really make up for it (laughs) so that's how I that's how I stay like at or around maintenance um but now I am 
keeping a steep deficit during the week, but then I'm also keeping the steep deficit during the weekend. So um, the struggle is I think that I've been um, too steep in my weekly deficit because I'm starting to feel, even though my strength is good, I feel like less recovered. I feel a little bit more aches and pains than I normally do. And, uh, I feel a lot more like mentally foggy post-workout mm-hmm. than I usually do, which isn't really acceptable because I work out, um, over lunch and then I still have, you know, like four or five hours of a work day where I have to be pretty mentally engaged after that. Um, so even though like I bring a lunch and I bring a couple snacks for after lunch, um, I still just feel like not all there. Uh, so I'm, I'm planning to strategically increase my calories a little bit. Uh, I'm going to add some carbs to my breakfast. Cause right now, right now breakfast and lunch are like basically no carb meals. And I take my Ugh. carbs immediately before my workout. I take a bunch of carbs and then at night, um, after work, which usually you're, it's like not great to take carbs at night, but it doesn't really yeah. matter if you're eating protein with it. But anyway, uh, I'm planning to add a little bit more carbohydrates to all of my meals. Um, and I think I'll like, if I do it right, I'll still come in under, um, where I need to, or right at where I need to be. Um, the reason this is a struggle for me is because when I see in my fitness pal, like my, my goal, say my goal is 2,800 calories to get to my 500 calorie deficit. For Mm -hmm. some reason, it's like hardwired in my brain to make sure that they're like, I come in under that still. Like if I see, I have to, I have to see like in the green, like 200 calories remaining for the day. I don't know where that comes from or why, because I know in my head, like if I hit 2,800 every day for a week, like I will, my goals will still move forward. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, like, I think it's because I've spent so much time, like, being strict during the week and then making sure that I was under where I needed to be so that I had wiggle room on the weekends. Oh, yeah. So I've, like, I've ingrained that into myself. So I'm trying to break this cycle of, like, expecting to blow my diet on the weekends, you know, yeah. um, and just be a little bit more balanced around the whole thing. My brain works in such, like a like, a binary way of, like, I'm either all in and I'm you know, Mm -hmm. during the week, I'm either super strict and during the weekend, I'm like completely blowing it or Mm -hmm. like, there's no point in doing it or like, Mm -hmm. whatever, like I have to constantly be bargaining with myself mentally, which is a little bit exhausting. I was going to say, isn't that so tiring? It is. That's why I have to, that's why I can't make decisions on like what I want to eat because I'm constantly (laughs) fighting with myself (laughs) in this nonstop internal dialogue. So, um, yeah, so tech, I mean, my goal was to lose 10 pounds by May 25th, um, but I've already lost five pounds in three weeks. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping to just like slow it down a little bit because <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't want to wither away. And I also like, I want to get lean and cause part of why I'm doing this is like I said, I've done these cuts before, but I've never really looked the way that I wanted to after them because I've mm-hmm. not done it right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I really want to just once do it and get to where I want to be just so I know that I can, you know, yeah. just, it's like, it's similar to it's, I mean, it's not the same thing, but similar to your Iron Man, where it's like, I just want to see if I can do that. I want to make sure that yeah. this is a thing that I can do because it's so mental and it's so discipline based. And I feel like, you know, I used to be super competitive, like an athlete and everything I did had some sort of like discipline 
involved with it, you know, like buckling mm-hmm. in and studying in college and all this. And I don't really have anything like that right now where yeah. I have to just like buckle in and focus and sacrifice for something. And for some reason I've been like craving that. So that's why I'm doing this, but I don't want to do it at the expense of like completely withering away and looking sickly. Like yeah. I, remember, I remember one time, like the only time I ever, school. I ever cut weight in high school. Um, I cut weight for wrestling and I looked sick. Like I got yeah. super skinny to, to get to a weight class and uh, yeah, that, that sucked. So I'm not trying to I literally to do saw you and I was like, where are you? Yeah, is, my, are you Jake? My cheeks were like starting to sink in a little bit. <laughs> it was weird. I had a six pack though. It was great. Oh. But that's another win for me is like, this is one of the first times in my life that I have like visible abs without like, Ugh. without like sucking in and like doing weird things. To the point, like I did that time. In, out. I did that time in high school, but at the expense of like every other part about me looked terrible. So, <laughs> plus I had uh, blonde hair then. So it was, yeah, this wasn't you a good look, look did not look like yourself at all, like in any sense. I see that. I see that picture that mom has of us that, uh, when I was doing that, and uh, yeah, it just it, you look so weird. You look like a ghoul. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, one of my other struggles and. This is something that is pretty mentally fatiguing to me as well is basically no matter what my goal is for my body or my training or whatever, the only thing that I focus about or focus on is the things that I'm not happy with Mm -hmm. instead of actually focusing on the goal at hand. You know, it Mm -hmm. seems like no matter what my goal is and no matter what my focus is, I'm never happy because I'm always thinking about, well, if I wasn't doing this, I would be doing this and I would look this way. And like, I always Mm -hmm. see the the greener grass on the other side of the coin, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) The greener grass on the other side of the coin. Man, dude, I'm telling you, I need to eat something. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm just tired. Uh, So yeah, uh, when I'm doing like there are times in my life where I'm very focused on gaining weight and getting super strong, basically at all cost. Um, but when I'm doing that, all I can really think about is how I'm starting to look soft or mm-hmm. uh, how I'm like my arms are looking too big in comparison to other parts of my body or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just pick myself apart about that. Or like on the flip side of the green grass coin, <laughs> <laughs> when I'm in the season that I'm in right now where I'm like in a cut uh, all I can think about is like, oh, I'm getting weaker or I'm starting to look too small. Like today, like it's only been three weeks or whatever. So I know a lot of it is mental, but I was looking in the mirror at the gym today because gyms are full of mirrors. And all I could think about is like, man, my calves look tiny, which like I've always had small calves. Like genetics are not on my side with my calf game, unfortunately. But, uh, that was when I was in high school and cutting weight for wrestling, that was one of the first things that I noticed was like, I have toothpick legs now. That Um, is crazy because my calves are huge. Yeah. Mine are not. I will trade you. Okay. Deal. (laughs) I hate my little chicken leg calves. (laughs) Um, so anyway, that's the biggest struggle is that like, no matter what my goal is, I cannot focus on the positives of the thing Mm -hmm. that I'm accomplishing because, um, no matter what, all I'm thinking about is like, the things that I'm not happy with, which is a major bummer. I'm really trying to be better about that. Um, And some people would say like the solution to that is just um, accept yourself and you don't have to lose weight or whatever. I'm not doing this because of that. Like even when I'm in like a a strictly maintenance mode or I'm in like eating whatever the heck I want and just like Mm -hmm. pounding food, there's something in my head saying like what you're doing right now, 
you could be doing something better, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I need to figure out a way to switch, flip a switch that says like, or just accept, accept the sacrifice or accept the trade-offs for, um, the goal that you have or the accomplishment of what you're focusing on. Mm -hmm. So does that make sense? Yeah. I feel like I just rambled about nothing for a long time. You didn't. Oh, okay. I think you you fog over when you talk about that, but it's good. I fog over when I talk about everything. <laughs> <laughs> because I hate the sound of my own voice, so I try to ignore it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway. Okay. What? Nothing. I thought you were going to say something else. I feel like I had something else to say. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. All right. Moving okay. on. <laughs> uh, so my next goal that I've set my for myself um, in 2020 slash this year is I have, like I said, I work for myself. Um, I am the owner and creator of Blank Slate Link mm. here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, and so I have a lot of goals set for my business um, that are quite challenging. <laughs> to myself like what um just like like certain milestones to hit to know that we're always growing mm-hmm. um like how many events we should do in the year um just things like that like branding goals i mean it's like not exciting it's not like yeah buy a jet for myself but it's just like (laughs) i don't know (laughs) you mean your goals are reasonable yeah and i mean reasonable goals are never sexy or exciting no they're not but they're very difficult because it's like i am not a consistent person and um i've told my team that i have a team of like three to four people that work with me um and it's not like as cool as it sounds. <laughs> like they're my <laughs> friends that have like said they believe in this goal and dream as well. That's, and so they like that's cool. What do you mean that's not I mean, cool? yeah. I mean it's not <laughs> that's like cooler than having a bunch of schmucks yeah, that are just there to yeah. get paid or sh- whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um it's I mean, it's not like I have like an office with a team yeah. like set up, you know, right. like whatever. It's like right. this like grassroots starting and I've told them that I'm really good at dreaming big and and planning out like a whole thing. Like I could plan out an event from start to finish all the details. And then I just won't do anything with the information. (laughs) Yeah. I was, um, so what we do is we have like a monthly membership where people can get devotionals and, um, challenges sent to them and things like that. And I was kind of running out of ideas for our monthly ones. And I was looking through like past, like I just keep ideas in my docs and notes apps all the time. And I was looking through them and I had, I had maybe like four like books slash devotionals written. And when I say like books, like 50,000 words written already. Dang. I don't even know 50,000 words. (laughs) (laughs) And I just have done nothing with it. It just sits in my documents folder and I have it called creative folder and it just sits there. That's so So weird. I know. I just am not good at follow through. And I think it's because I just, I don't like to bet on myself. And, Mm. um, so yeah, anyways, a lot of my goals are related to that. Just like, you know, like following through with the things that I've implemented and Mm. things like that. And, um, it's good having like a team of close friends too, because they can hold me accountable in a way that like maybe an employee couldn't, Yeah, you know, like 
so yeah, anyway, so what my goals are like that. So wins that I have for those, um, is I set goals for me and my team for every month. And it's really cool to see when we hit them and we even exceeded our January social media goals, which was kind of, I wasn't really sure how it was going to shake out because we had never really set like a social media goal and it's odd to set a social media goal. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like such a weird place to be in because you don't ever want to be like all about the followers or all about the likes or engagement, but you also want to know that like you're growing and like you're producing content people are interested in. Right. Um, so it was really cool just to see like what consistency and things like that, like paid off and did for our engagement. Um, and it was really exciting to do that with them, that share that with them. Um, it was kind of like a good, uh, what's it called? Motivation to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So then another win of mine is we put on our first like workshop brunch club in January and I was a speaker for it, which I've always held the events and contracted the speaking out to other people. Mm. Um, but my goal for this year is to be a main speaker at all of our events because it's my business. It should be, <laughs> yeah. I should do it. Um, and so that was like, that was really, I don't mind public speaking. Like public speaking doesn't scare me. I really enjoy it. But yeah. I think once it's my own, then it's like, oh, people are coming to hear me talk. Why? Right. It's just that weird imposter syndrome that sets in. So it was a good, um, it was a good jumping off point for like the rest of the year. Cause it was a small workshop that we put on, um, nice. but we got all like good feedback. And then February we had our first sold out partnered event. So we partnered with a yoga studio here in Lincoln. Um, one of the teachers reached out to me and she wanted to partner with us. And so we put on like a Galentine's day event. We had two time slots and they both sold out. Dang. Um, so that was really really awesome um we had a good split of people that came because of blank slate and then we had people that came from the studio Mm. um so yeah it was awesome we really want to do another one with them um just because she was i mean she was a great teacher yeah she was awesome to work with so that that's just another thing that shows believing in yourself and consistency can prove big results yeah for sure. So, Absolutely. Those were my wins, um, but my struggles are a, is a much longer list. <laughs> um, it's really, really hard for me to not constantly question if this is the right path or if this means anything. Mm. Like, I'm always like, what am I doing with my life? And I think anyone who like starts a business feels that way. They're kind of always like... I would argue that anyone feels that way <laughs> because <True. laughs> I know I don't want to interrupt you, but this is a thing that I've been thinking about a lot as well. And yeah. I didn't start a business. It's just like, <laughs> is what I'm doing with my life day to day, does it matter? <laughs> right. You know, like sometimes it's a fun thought exercise, but also sometimes it's a rabbit hole it that is you not should, not, a fun should not go, no. go down. <laughs> yeah. It's hard for me too, because I've always felt like I'm wasting my life. I've always felt like, I think it started when I was like in my early 20s, like I'm 23. What am I supposed to be doing? I didn't do anything the traditional path. So I think that's kind of where it sets in Mm. that I get to like 25 and 26 in my mid to late. I'm 27 now and I'm like, I'm almost 30. What am I doing? Like Mm. this, this does nothing. (laughs) Like, 
you know what I mean? It's just like yeah. in a, when things are online, it's really hard to see who you're making an impact with. Yeah. Especially if like this kind of gets into the nitty gritty of like social media engagement. If not everybody is liking or commenting on a post, that doesn't mean they didn't read it and it didn't resonate with them. There's mm. things that I read on my social media that I love that I don't just like double tap because it's just not, I just don't think of double tapping. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't like a lot of stuff. Yeah. Just like when you do like on, our stuff though, Instagram. I'm like, Ooh, Jake liked that. <laughs> Jake like, liked my I, post. I've gotten flack from people before. Like I'd be like, Oh yeah, I saw that you posted that on Instagram. They're like, yeah, but you didn't like it. I'm like, first off, how do you know? Like you really yeah. read all like, okay. You looked through yeah. everyone that liked it. And like, I get it. I do that too, but not to the point where I know who didn't like things. But uh, yeah, for some reason, I'm just not, I'm not a double tapper. I don't yeah. know. I don't get so it. So I get it. Like, and I have to remind myself that like, even if it's one person that we're impacting, um, then it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And so I, w- I uh, watch a bunch of Skillshare like videos. Not a sponsor, know, but. Not a sponsor, but they should be. <laughs> um, and one of the ones I just watched recently was he was saying, you should ask yourself, is this for money or meaning? Because mm. if it's just for money, you won't stick with it. Yeah. And it won't actually be that impactful. And if it's for meaning, you will put in like the hard blood, sweat and tears. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, like it's the same thing with training. I get really focused on the day to day stuff. And I always question if I'm on the right path. Mm. And um, I had to finally ask myself, like, what else would I do? Yeah. Like, what else? Like, if I could do anything else what else would I do? And if I don't have an answer, then I know I'm on the right path. Like if I'm not like, oh, well, I could just go work for like a marketing place or I could go like back to school. And like none of that like really interests me. Mm -hmm. And like I've always told people I don't think I've ever meant to be an employee and have a boss. Mm -hmm. And like my parents and I used to joke that it's just because I'm too rebellious and I don't like (laughs) leadership. And like that is a piece of like my personality where like, I'm a six, so I like question authority. Yeah. But I really think it's just because I was never meant to work for somebody else. I think I was always supposed to work for myself, like be my own boss, have my own vision. Yeah. So it's kind of always, I always have to kind of reevaluate and remember that. Um, but it's, it's difficult, obviously, because it's a grind. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then my other one is I have a really hard time, like I said, betting on myself and talking about my business. Like right now I'm like sweating and my face is really hot (laughs) (laughs) because I feel like people, I feel like people pity me and they're just like, oh, it's cute. Like you like do graphic design things or you know what I mean? Like people don't always Mm. understand what we do. And I think it's just sometimes hard for people to and I don't know. I mean, it's all in my head. I know people support us and love what we're doing and yeah. things like that. But I think sometimes I'm just like, uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's just, it's <laughs> just difficult. I think if somebody else told me they started a business and they were doing what I was doing, I would be like, that's so cool. Like, I want to blah, 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 blah. But that is your personality too. To what? To like take it genuine interest in what people do with their lives (laughs) you know there's not actually a lot of people that are that way that's what I that's what I meant when I said earlier like a lot of people don't even put an effort into remembering things about you yeah a lot of people just don't care about anything other than like what they have to deal with so 
Yeah. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't take that as, I, I'm not going to give you advice, but <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean they're disinterested, but I get what, yeah. you, I get what you mean. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at with the goals. So, I mean, like the goals for the business themselves are hashing out well, just as long as I stay motivated and uh, consistent and follow through, mm. then we're on a good trajectory to, you know, have a really good end of the year. And that's yeah. another thing is like thinking of, again, business in timeframes of years and not like overnight successes because yes. it rarely is an overnight success. And if you're seeing somebody pop up because like they went viral or something, they've probably been doing it for like five to 10 years. Or so. it's a scam. Or it's a scam. So we're very much still new. We're in our second year. And yeah, you just have to buckle down and do it. And that comes with the exact same thing as like the Iron Man. I'm not disciplined. I'm not <laughs> motivated. Yeah. And it's much easier to be lazy. And when you are training for an Iron Man and running your own business, you kind of don't get to be a procrastinator anymore, which is mm. like my top like strength. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really good at putting things off. I'm really great at, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Okay. Next, yours. All right. So my other goal for the year was uh, to accumulate 150 hours of focused practice on my practice pad for drums. And Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, I'm severely behind already. (laughs) I was basically behind the moment that I started. However, um, I'm still still keeping – I'm pressing on because – I don't want to be one of those person, one of those persons, one of those people <laughs> that is like, uh, oh, well, I missed a day, so I might as well just give up because this mm-hmm. is one of those things where like whether you hit 150 hours or you hit 70 hours or you hit whatever, like the amount of time you spent on it is better than the alternative of just not, you know, yeah. like you will still grow and benefit from it. So, and I still could catch up like... Um, I'm not super far behind and like there's time for me to make up for it. But, uh, unfortunately as it stands right now, I am, I am pretty far behind, but, uh, (laughs) my win right now is, uh, I can really feel like it seems like such a stupid thing because like if you practice something every day, you're bound to like start to feel more confident and get better Mm -hmm. at it. Right. That's just, that's kind of how it works. Mm -hmm. Um, but like that, that is my win is that I can feel like basically before, even though I've been playing for years, um, I've never really every day taken time to like focus on fundamental stuff every day. Mm-hmm. And I've always kind of felt like my left hand has felt like a dead fish with a drumstick in its mouth <laughs> compared to my right hand for some reason. Um, so I'm starting to feel like I'm breaking out of that. Like my, I'm starting to feel like my left hand actually knows what it's doing a little bit more. I'm getting, I'm, yeah. I'm acquiring more control, which is really, really promising. That's been, that's honestly been one of my biggest frustrations with my playing. It's just like, I always feel like my right hand is really, really capable and my left hand is an idiot. And it's like Isn't that frustrating so weird? in my head. Like it, it hurts my brain. Yeah. Like my right hand can do so many things if I lost my right hand I would not be able I would not know what to do and my left hand cannot even hold a fork yeah I do not get it yeah. it is the weirdest thing ever yeah so for like musicians like I played the violin 
and that's all my left hand knows how to do is like those yeah. know, finger patterns. But like p- pianists and like drummers, I can't even like move my wrist <laughs> yeah. because my left hand is just like there for show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, trust me. I know. <laughs> I, I just very can't believe it. Yeah. So, uh, that's my, that's my biggest win. Like in general, I, I feel like I have my hands under me more often than not. Um, like my only real test of it is like this year I've started playing drums at church every week as opposed to like mm-hmm. once a month. Um, so I get, you know, twice a week at least where between rehearsal and the actual, um, uh, the service, I get to kind of assess the way that I feel like on a kit. Uh, Cause I live yeah. in an apartment right now, which is, which is a bummer for if you play something as obnoxious as the drums, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's, that's the point of why I was doing all this is I don't, you know, just because I live in an apartment doesn't mean that I can't do something to keep getting better. So, um, it is working and I'm happy about that. Yeah. Um, the main struggles, um, the exercises that I'm doing are extremely boring and not fulfilling at all in the way of like, <laughs> if you're a musician, you want to be like creating and like playing actual music, not just like, yeah. uh, the rudimentary stuff. Um, so it's not super fulfilling. Um, for my soul and it's really boring and it's like not one of those things that you can like throw up on Instagram and people will be like, Oh yeah, that was super cool. Or like really people really vibe with it, you know? Um, so it's been a very, it's been a significant mental shift. Um, and that part has been pretty tough for me. Um, and I also feel like going into this goal, I felt like I had a really, really well-defined plan of things that I was going to work on and Mm -hmm. the day to day, like, because it is so boring, I've sort of started Mm -hmm. to feel like my plan has not been as well-defined as I thought it was in that, like, Mm -hmm. I can get through all these exercises and, like, they're fine or whatever, but I don't, I don't feel so engaged or, like, connected to it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like I'm, I kind of feel like I'm just trying to sit down and get my 20 minutes in and then say I did it and then move on with my day instead of, like, actually really, like, digging into it. Um, So my solution for this is, a couple of years ago, I used to pay for online like drum lessons um, and it helped me like actually stay accountable to this kind of stuff where like my my results were measurable and I could see like it kept a really good log of what I worked on and for how long and mm-hmm. all these different metrics. So um, I'm planning to start doing that again just to give some accountability and some more structure and, and spice things up a little bit. Yeah. Um, Even if it's just like an app. That like keeps you accountable. Like my watch, mm-hmm. my watch sometimes is like, mm, your training today was unproductive. And I'm like, you're mean. <laughs> yeah. Like, but sometimes just even having that is like right. enough just to get you to do it. Right. Like if my meal tracking is like, haven't heard from you in a few days. I'm like, oh, I know it's because I only ate Chinese yeah. this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've been keeping a log just like in the notes on my phone, but there's nothing stopping me from just stopping doing that. You yeah. Know? And the only people that know about this are all the people that listen to this, I suppose. But like, no one, <laughs> if I just like stopped talking about it, no one would be like, I wonder if Jake's still doing that, you know? Like yeah. there's no accountability whatsoever, which I don't really like feeling like I need accountability from other people to do things that I care about. Um, but for something like this where it is so dry, like it's like mm-hmm. reading, like I don't want to paint it this way, but it does feel synonymous to like reading the dictionary every day like learning five new words a day or something oh no like it's pretty pretty dry work like it's not very engaged or it's not very uh 
it's engaging and it's stimulating in a in its own way, but it's not inspiring. You know, does so that would make you sense? say, yeah, would you say this app is like getting word of the day toilet paper? The app? Yeah. No. What do or you, what do you mean? the like drum lessons thing? Like No, because the way that it works is like you submit videos of what you're doing and the instructor will like critique you on it. So there's direct accountability and there's like a community Uh-oh. of people built into it that can see your videos and like you get you get plugged into people that are doing the same sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Whereas right that now sounds way better. Right now in my life, I'm the only person I know that is doing something like this. So like <laughs> it's really, really hard for me to like tell someone like I can't do this tonight because I need to go like practice. Like they don't get mm-hmm. it. I don't have any mm-hmm. friends that are like, I have a few friends that are musicians that are like way above me. Um, in terms of like, like one of my friends is going to grad school for, um, upright bass, like classical bass. So like he gets it cause he practices like eight hours a day all day. So oh my I feel like I can't really talk to him about it because I'm practicing for 20 minutes a day. Like, basic stuff and he's like that's so not true it's true what do you mean it's not true what do you know i mean (laughs) like i know what you mean by like the time commitment is true but like he would appreciate and understand yeah 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 yeah. the dedication it i know yeah and i've i've had these conversations with my other musician friends and they are always like dude that's really cool that you're doing that but i don't know it's just one of those mental things that i have like and that this is my other struggle and I'll just get into it now because it was a good transition <laughs> is I feel like a poser every time yeah. I sit down to do this. Cause like I said before, my brain is so like, you're either all in or you don't do it at all. So mm-hmm. like to me, if I'm going to sit down and do this every day, but I'm not going to be like a full-time musician and like do mm-hmm. it all day, then like, what is really the point other than like, Obviously the point, and I understand it on paper, is to just like do something you care about and get good at it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be like this incredible thing. Like if you like it and you enjoy it, then do it. But my brain is wired like in such a convoluted (laughs) way where like if I'm not like fully immersed in it, then it feels like a waste of time and it feels like, I don't know. Like a, like I'm an imposter. We talk about imposter syndrome a lot. Imposter syndrome. I have so my chiropractor. She is like she's the best ever. And I I say this about like all my chiropractors, but I for real she is amazing. And she listens to the podcast, mm. so nice. she'll appreciate this Shout hopefully. Out. But she um had to go and treat the U.S. Bowling Open that was here in Lincoln. Oh yeah, held here. And she's like, I have major imposter syndrome. And I'm like, it is, it is really a thing that everybody feels Yeah. like from small of you just like practicing 20 minutes a day on your Mm -hmm. like drumming to like, I don't know, a career. Like she works, you know, that's what her job. And she still (laughs) feels like she doesn't know what she's doing. Right. Right. (laughs) So it's just like such a mental battle to be like, I don't know where that comes from or like why we feel that way. I think it's because like, well, for me, I see on Instagram, like my Instagram feed is all like people who have really, really like really great athletes that have bodies that I want and have performance that I want (laughs) or like super good drummers, you know? Oh my gosh. You need to throw some dogs in like, well, there there are some dogs mixed in there, but that's what I mean. (laughs) Like I am constantly comparing myself to like the world's elite, you know? And it's like, yeah. I need to follow, but then I also follow a number of people that are like average people that are still 
blow my doors off in music in, in <laughs> every single that. way. So I don't know. It's frustrating. But that's, I mean, it's funny because that's the whole point of doing this, right? Is to yeah. sit down, is like to actually focus on getting better. But the struggle is like I sit down and I focus, like I practice and I see the the flaws and the inconsistencies and the things that I need to work on. But those are like identifying the things I need to work on is like, convincing me that I shouldn't work on them in a weird way because it's like <laughs> it's oh, counterproductive. it seems like this insurmountable mountain of things that just like every time I sit down I find a new thing and it's mm-hmm. like it starts to get draining which is why oh, yeah. I need to like start sending videos to someone that's like hey this is better than last week yeah you need wins yeah yeah so uh yeah that's my thing what are you looking at I got a text message <laughs> I'm glad that's more important. I was listening. I have a... Anyways. (laughs) It was your mother. Yeah, she does that. (laughs) Well, this is going pretty long. Should we wrap it up? Do you want me to talk about my last one? Do you want to? I mean, I put it on the list. All right, let's do it. (laughs) Bring us home. Jake's salty now. You just deleted it. I ruined something. Oh my gosh. I don't know where it went. There you go. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Can you guys tell we're just like so organized and on top of things? Yeah, we probably lost everyone a long time ago already. Nah. Not Montana. Montana's (laughs) always here. (laughs) Uh, My last one is more quiet time. Um, I have no wins for it, so we don't even need to talk about that one because I've been super inconsistent and bad about it. Mm. LOL. <laughs> she she wrote that. She wrote LOL. <laughs> um, all struggles. It's so much easier for me to sit on my phone and scroll through Instagram and Twitter mindlessly than to unplug from my technology and listen to like worship music and journal and or read. And... There's two things that kind of go with that. Like, first off, it's important, I believe, to have quiet time, obviously. When you say quiet time, like, what do you mean? Like, okay, so for me, quiet time is like spending time in the Word, reading my Bible, worship music, journaling. I also spend time reading, like, just reading, like a book. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) what that's like. (laughs) I know, like an actual book. Um, because for somebody who is writing constantly, it is important to read constantly because otherwise you get kind of stuck in your own head and it just helps keep things like fluid and your like thoughts focusing. Mm -hmm. I think so much clearer during the day when I do that rather than just sitting on my phone or like when I'm trying to be creative and write and all I've done that day is stare at my screen. Mm -hmm. Um, and so my, literally my goal is three times a week and I don't even hit that. And I'm mm. like bare minimum, three times a week, 15 minutes a day, yeah. 15 minutes, those three. And it's just like, but what oh, do you hit? Phone. What do you hit? Do you do I once a week? Zero. I don't even oh, hit one. Yeah, that is a loss. That is not a it win. Is a, I was going to give you the benefit of the, doubt, of the doubt and say, hey, doing it once is better than doing it nuns. Yeah, but I would be doing it 33%. doing it nuns times a week. Nuns times. So for me, I'm the same way. Like when I, I'm all in or I'm all out. Yeah. So when I get out of sync with habits, it's really hard for me to then like get back into it. Right. And it's not that I don't want to do it. And it's like, I know I want to do it. I know I should do it. I know the benefits of doing it. But just because I've like gotten out of the rhythm, 
and like training has become this huge part of my life kind of my focus is just always like okay i need to eat i need to go train yeah i need to get up eat train and let's like literally i'm like a baby i just like eat sleep train a baby that Babies rides their bike a long time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's like i just need to have that because it also just allows me to turn my brain off from everything else i'm thinking about and like filter it through positive affirmations of like the word and worship music and things mm. like that and I do so much better when I journal through my thoughts because my thoughts just, I feel like if someone looked into my brain, they would be like, oh no. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just feel like it would be, have you seen Halloween Town where that guy, all the things that get lost go to his house and he has all of these unmatched socks. I haven't seen Halloween Town in oh. 18 years. <laughs> well, those who have watched it will know the scene. Where Ashley probably go is to, watching it right now. <laughs> Ashley's watching it right now. Um, where you go, all the mismatched socks go to his house and they try and match them all up. That's how my brain feels. Like I just have all these mismatched socks. I'm trying to find their pair. Yeah. And I can't. Um, yeah. My, so yeah. Uh, my therapist has told me like there are a lot of times where I'm not really like working on anything in particular. And he's mm -hmm. like, I feel like you're the kind of guy that just needs to come in and empty the tank once a yep. once a month and i was like yeah that that's what i pay you yep. for <laughs> yep <laughs> i come in to just drain everything that's in my brain and then leave and i feel like a weight has been lifted exactly yeah. and that's how i feel my quiet times are but sometimes i feel guilty because like okay this is i'm going to try and talk about this without it getting to be another hour long <laughs> podcast okay but um like i feel like as a christian you have like your quiet times or your like, you know, reading and worship time and you want to come and pray about all of these things in your life and all of these feelings and thoughts that you have. And you want to like data dump mm. all of the, like that's the point of prayer is to like data dump mm. this out of your brain. But then you kind of feel a little guilty because you're not like, so God, how are you? You know, like <laughs> tell me about your day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, you want to have this like discussion, but you're also like, but could you just like, can I just like talk? Yeah. Like, sometimes I feel like God's like, Sarah, you need to stop talking. Like you need to just shh. Like right now. Just, just God, huh? Shh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get you. I get you. I, uh, it's interesting to hear like how other people consider, like what other people consider productive quiet time and how other people view prayer. Because I, that is not how I pray. Oh. I'm not a data dumper. I'm like, I, I'm like, here is this one thing. I have spent a lot of time like sifting out all of the things that I want to talk to you about. And this is the <laughs> thing. This is the one this important is the, um, thing. This is, well, I just mean like I have a hierarchy of thoughts, you know, and like if something is really weighing on me, that's the thing that I bring up. But I, I'm not like, a, I don't know. I don't, I'm, that's so funny yeah. because I'm like undo my scroll and I'm like I hope you got time because yeah. <laughs> we got 15 minutes and I got to get through it real quick yeah so that is interesting mm. that's I mean that is our personalities yeah which is funny though because I'm a I'm a dumper like in terms of other normally. things normally yeah like when I'm talking to people that can tell me to <laughs> shut up but somehow don't <laughs> <laughs> and God wants to hear all of your thoughts and you're yeah. like, what's the most important? Like if you had one question to ask somebody, 
what's your question? Like, that's how you approach it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Okay. Cool. All well, right. That's well, all of my I'm goals. sorry to hear you're not having any wins there, but you know what? You can start. I can always start tomorrow. Start winning. That's what I always tell myself. And then it doesn't really happen. All right. Well, I'll ask you tomorrow if you did it. Okay. All right. I'll try. Okay. Okay. So every week, Jake and I have go-tos for that week. So Jake, what is your go-to this week? Uh, My go-to this week is Chipotle. I have a a newfound or a rekindled love relationship with Chipotle. I've always been a Chipotle guy. Um, I love it. It's great. But for some reason, the last few weeks, I've really been into it. One thing, one reason why is because it is super easy to go to Chipotle and then put mm-hmm. your macros into MyFitnessPal. They do. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate restaurants that do this because it makes yes. um, like like you and I or anyone who's like keeping track of what they eat. It really takes there. There is like some significant margin of error there because not everyone scoops your chicken the same at Chipotle, yeah, which is a bummer. Annoying. But um, it at least gives you a, a pretty solid reference point of like yeah. if you have to go out to eat or something, something comes up. A good estimate. Uh, it's a good way to go. Um, I had Chipotle twice this weekend, uh, once on Friday, I think, or no, once on Saturday and once on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a Chipotle just down the street from my house. So I get on the app and I order it Mm -hmm. and then I go pick it up. It's great. Have Um, you had their new protein bowls? I have. Yeah. So I was going to say my pick of the, or my go-to is going to be the high protein bowl. Um, But basically that is the exact same thing that I always order no matter what. Do you get double pro- double scoop of protein? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's yep, it's yep, super yep. nice like to use the app and you can customize it and it's like it's fine. Like it's super super mm-hmm. quick. So And it saves your order. So you just mm-hmm. if you want the same thing, you just hit that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh every Sunday in February they have free delivery. Yeah. What? Yep. That is going to be my new recovery. Yep. Um, the only reason I didn't have it delivered on Sunday was because I would have had to buy a drink because the $10 mm. minimum for a delivery order. Uh, so I figured I'd Ooh. get off my butt and g- go, go there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Chipotle. <laughs> Not a sponsor, but uh, good Should stuff. Be. Yeah. Big fan. Cool. Yep. What's yours? Uh, mine is the TV show Love is Blind on Netflix. Mm. I had several people. Uh, recommend it to me because it is reality TV and it is so good. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's so bad that it's good. Oh, is it's this similar. that? Yeah. I, I've, okay. I know what this is now. It's yeah. Similar to, um, like 90 day fiance mm-hmm. or like married at first sight. Mm. It's kind of like a mash of those two. They date without seeing each other. They get engaged without seeing each other. And then once they're engaged, they can see this person. And then they have like 30 days until the wedding. And I'm only on episode two right now, so I haven't seen how it all hashes out. But it I'm going to guess is pretty, not well. Yeah, I think there's one couple that'll make it or like I'm rooting for them. But then the rest I'm like, okay. Yeah. And the thing is, the they say it's like an experiment to see if love is truly blind. That it doesn't matter what the other person looks like if you fall in love with them. That theory could be true if they didn't get engaged after four days. Like <laughs> yeah. you, you literally have like 35 days for the entire process. Yeah. So if it's like, yeah, you were talking to this person the entire time for like a year. Yeah. Like 
kind of like a low key catfish situation. <laughs> okay. Then like I could see because like I've been watching Catfish too with Stefan. That's a show. Like some of these. Yes. Oh man. Oh, it is so good. Me and Stefan are hooked on it right now. We're starting on season one. There's like 17 seasons. Oh my gosh. Anyways, they like, you know, will talk to these people for years and think that they're somebody else. And then when they meet each other, they're like, well, I still love you because I've fallen in love with like your personality. Yeah. So I like, I could see, I see the like validity in it, but just the fact that it's so like fast and like. I th- it seems like they said that to like justify how ridiculous it is. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, yeah, that's uh, the only issue I have with it. I had another point about it, but, oh, so yeah, their whole thing is that like, if you see the people, like it shouldn't matter what they look like, but like, they're all hot. <laughs> like, I know like hotness is relative, but like, they're all tens. Yeah. Like, they're all like, mm, I'm a professional dancer or like, I'm a model or like, I'm a, and they're like all like good looking. Yeah. Like they're all, yes. like, I, I know hotness yeah. is relative. Thank you. <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> you know, when someone's attractive yeah. and I just want to see a couple twos thrown in there in the mix. Yeah. To like really test the theory. I want to see some twos, some fives, some sevens. Yeah. And see where everyone ends up and lands. Yeah. Because once you're engaged, I think you have to at least, you get to like move in together. I think you have to at least go through that process. Huh. I have yet to, I'm going to watch it when we're done, but. I'm just. It's so bad it's good. I'm at a loss for words that something like this exists. Your mother recommended it to me. Oh gosh. Okay. (laughs) And on that note, (laughs) (laughs) that's going to do it for this episode of Relatively Relatable. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and write a review of our show if you haven't already. And to stay connected with us, you can find us on Instagram at Relatively Relatable Pod. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.